I am Jen Wilson, author and body, mind and soul coach. Welcome to the I Am podcast, where we explore who you are. Hello and welcome to the I Am Jen Wilson podcast and it is Jen here. So today on the podcast I have Brendan Bonner and I have known Brendan we think for around maybe six or seven years which is mental because it feels like it's only been five minutes that I was at the college being a kid on teacher and when he messaged to ask if he would be on the podcast, I was super duper excited because I had asked him before and then I had my wee hiatus from recording podcasts so I never got the opportunity to get him on and now this opportunity has arrived and it is here. So Brendan is just one of these standout lovely guys, works so hard, is totally driven, is just when life gets in the way he deals with what he needs to deal with and then he gets back up and gets back on track. So to have him on and share a bit of his wisdom and some information is just really exciting for me. So I hope you enjoy this podcast. If there's young years around, you know, I do drop a couple of F-bombs. Can't remember if he does, but I did. Sorry, mum, sorry. Um, but you know, that happens when I'm talking... If you've ever spoken to me in real life, you know that that's true as well. Anyway, enough of my apologising. Enjoy the podcast. Let us know what you think. Remember, ratings, reviews, subscribing, all that stuff. If anybody comes to mind when you hear it, share it. And yeah, enjoy the podcast. Here it is. So welcome to another episode of I Am Jen Wilson podcast and today I have got Brendan Bonner with me. Hi Brendan. Hi. I'm excited Hello. to have you here. I'm, I'm nervous for some reason to A lot of people are. Oh, really? Yeah, a lot of people are and I get it's funny because I sometimes get really nervous doing them as the host. Like I've had to change my t-shirt after doing recording some of them because I've been proper sweating going oh my god oh my god and it's so weird because it's just like two people hanging out having a conversation online that happens to be being recorded and then a later date it's getting published but this conversation isn't live so anything that we say if we don't if we go oh shit should have said that or I don't want that to go out now we can chop it out Ah, right, okay well, that helps that makes it a wee bit easier <laughs> you can breathe a wee bit easier now <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking about how long I've known you. So it must have been I must have met you about twenty thirteen. Would that be so, right? Twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen? Yeah, something like that. It was, yeah. it was when I was doing my TQFE, so my teaching qualification, and I was doing my teacher training placement in the college that you were a student at. Mm-hmm, that's right. That's so, right. And I just as I'm saying that, I'm like that oh, fuck, that was nearly seven years ago. <laughs> Where has that time gone? You know what, I was talking to the missus about that and I'm going, I can't believe I've been doing this for so long now, like, in advance so quick. So yeah. I'm quite happy. Yeah, it's got on, it's been good. It's been a good journey. Yeah. So why don't you not introduce yourself and tell people what it is that you do, so they know if I know you. 
So, um, as Jen mentioned before, he actually was in uh, my college. I was a student and she was doing her thing. Uh, basically, she was like my teacher, uh, which was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. She was good part in class. Oh, you can give me that 10 or later. <laughs> <laughs> what I do is um, I'm a personal trainer based in Glasgow and uh, the owner of BeFit Training. Uh, basically, just help anybody progress with their their goals, their personal goals. I'm not a transformation personal trainer, I'm more of a lifestyle change, so it's more than a long term. So a lot of my clients come on board with one goal, and it's usually weight loss, but they end up staying with uh, the mindset type of things. They quite like that they can come and chat and open up and say they're saying, well, everybody's, everybody's here to listen, well, everybody's here to talk, no one's here to listen, so um, yeah, but I've got years for that, so definitely good to good for a chat and good for listening. Yeah, I think um, that's so important. People need feel like they need to be listened to. Definitely, definitely. So um, from that, uh, with my clients, they were as I was listening to them, they were saying that they didn't have enough time to do this and do that and progress with uh, their nutrition and stuff like that. So I've opened up a, a other business called Be Fit Fuel, also based in Glasgow. And basically, it's just healthy, pre-prepared meals. So, yeah, people are, it's like 405, between 400 and 500 calories per meal, the average for most people. And they, all they do is they get a discount for it, the clients do. And uh, other people, the general population, they order through myself and I deliver them myself. We've got great cooks that cook the fantastic meals. And, yeah, that's taking off like wildfire. So, yeah, we're, we're progressing within within less than a year of doing that. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, training has been operating for around three years or so. Yeah. So, yeah. It's all been exciting to watch it, like to watch how you've gone from being that student in the classroom. But I remember when I met you, I, you know, when you meet some people, you're just like, they've got drive, they're going to stop at nothing. And since I've known you, you've had like a whole host of different jobs on top of being a personal trainer. It's like every time I see you, you're like, that, oh, I am just doing a wee bit of this and a wee bit of that. And I'm like, how the fuck do you get time to do any of this stuff? <laughs> it's just like, because you've got a family that you're that you're supporting. And while yeah. you were at college, you still had that responsibility. So you were at college, plus you were working, plus you were doing everything that you could to be able to support and be a good dad and a good partner to to Nikki and yeah. everything that I see you have that is that your why yeah well in the past I've been in crap situations where I would never like to be in again so my my why is like I that's probably my why I don't I don't want my family to ever be in situations and, oh um, I've lost your I've lost you your sound Speak again? Yeah, you do it. No, hold on. It might be my headphones. Maybe I lost connection to my headphones. Right, speak again. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. I think it was my headphones. High tech. I know I was being on the laptop. I'd be in the photo. So I've actually got you linked up to you leaning against my laptop just in case. Not literally. <laughs> still in there, still in there. <laughs> anyway, bad situations that you had been in that you don't want your family to go through. 
Yeah, definitely not. I don't want my kids to go through situations like that. Um, obviously, being young and then stupid and stuff like that, um, we all made the past decisions. And yeah, just that's my drive. I've, yeah, that is a drive. That I want the best in life for my family. Yeah. And I want to be, I want to be known as a, as a successful man. Yeah. And other, and other people have got under their, under, in their brain, sorry, is what is their success. Mm-hmm. And I want to be known as a great guy. Like you know me as a, as a, I'm a working, hard working man. And I want everybody to know that. And I'm, I'm driven to provide, you know. So, yeah. yeah. So what does success look like for you then? Basically financial success. I just want to, I just want to be able, be able to book a holiday without have to kind of cast it for the next six months. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um, I've actually just went my first holiday, first adult holiday, in April last year. Amazing. Where did you go? Tenerife. Nice. It was amazing. We only went for two days. <laughs> Doesn't matter. You still got on a plane and went somewhere. Well, yeah, that's that's kind of sad in most people's eyes. <laughs> but I'm, as you know, I'm I work I work every hour under the sun and I try and progress on something some level and I'm kind of a bit like an entrepreneur, so I try and try and find something to help me with a wee bit of income here and a wee bit of income there. Yeah, and everything that you do is of service to other people, like. Your personal training, you're helping people, but your fuel, you're helping people because you're making the meals for them so that they don't have to worry about that. When you worked in the building sites, you were helping people construct things. When you had the cleaning business, you were helping people clean things. So you're always in service and always doing things for other people. So why shouldn't you get the financial reward for it? Yeah, well, that's, that's, the, that's the end goal. But as you see, people are needing more things. So from construction to the foods to personal training, to even clean my houses, everybody wants like a break from something. So the the three apart from the construction, yeah, they fit in pretty well with myself. Yeah. Yeah, I know I can. So yeah. Yeah. So you're being that that little link for everybody to take the pressure off. So yeah. who, take, who takes the pressure off for you then? The gym. <laughs> <laughs> Your workouts. My workouts, uh, yeah. Um, used to be a bit of alcohol, but I kind of stepped away from that. I realised that that wasn't good for the brain and the mindset. So now I train probably five, six days a week. And uh, now, since 2020, I've started going morning walks. And you wouldn't believe how a 30 minute morning walk at 6 a.m. helps. So, and yeah. Pitch black. Pitch black. Pishenden. That is windy. Storm Brendan. I was in that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, just do a wee 30 minute walk, put a podcast in, just wander, Yeah. wait therapeutic and then come back, have my breakfast and get the kids up and things like that, get them ready for school. There's so much power in the connecting with nature, even if it is pitch black and six o'clock in the morning, like just being outside, getting that fresh air, getting that little bit of time for you, because that's really important for parents, like I'm not a parent and have no intention to be one, so... I sometimes like I can struggle with how how to help people reprioritize or prioritize their life when they've got kids to put into the mix. But people I know like yourself and one of my other friends, Emma, who's been on this podcast as well, they get up 
before the kids and they have that half hour or hour where it's just for them, whether it's doing something to build a business or whether it's meditation, listening to podcasts, reading books, whatever it is. But it's that precious time just for you before the rest of the, the rest of the household wakes up. No, spot you've got you've had a new idea as it's just for that that thirty minutes of just peace and quiet in the household. It's always well for my end, always rowdy, always always lively. So like Emma, she would understand that. Yeah. And that thing I see you doing your meditations in the morning. Sometimes I watch and I'm like, that looks good, that looks comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like um, thirty minutes, that's what you need. Everybody thinks you need like a full day just to relax. You don't it's just thirty minutes or so just getting out your own things and getting it and quiet. Yeah, and being consistent with it as well. Like if you can take that thirty minutes every single day that accumulates over time to build more resilience and more assistance within your mindset, your body, your head. That mm-hmm. if you try it, it's like anything, small consistent steps. If you try and binge on it, like and try and take a full day, that full day never comes. It's the same with your diet. If you do the small consistent steps or do exercise, small consistent, rather than trying to go run a marathon every Sunday <laughs> when you've done nothing all week. <laughs> So we name it. I'm going to do a run this. I'm going to do a marathon. Some people do. Why change? You just want the one that I speak to my clients and they're like, "Why is this not happening? Why is that not happening?" If I, if I see a cake, a game weight, things like that, and I'm like, "It's not like you're buying a pair of trainers. A pair of trainers, you can see it, you can feel it, you can smell it, you can show it off. But when a journey is weight loss or a different type of goal or something like that, a long term goal." You need to be consistent. It's a marathon, it's not a sprint. And everybody wants that instant satisfaction mm. from um, the The brain just wants that, yes, we done it type of thing. Yeah. Um, we just need to keep my favourite one. Uh, I, I'm going to say I came up with it. I've probably read it somewhere. <laughs> um, you need to keep getting away the brick to make the sculpture. So, yeah, yeah the way. Yeah. So how do, you, how do you get your clients to break down their big goals into manageable chunks? What sort of steps do you take with them? Well, what we do is we just try and make it maintainable for the lifestyle. So like, we'll get someone on one end of the, the scale who's uh, young, no kids, and pretty much going to do what they want. What I tell Davis to do is just break it down to come in and train with me and then go and do yeah, 15,000 steps. Or from the other side, someone who's got kids and I've not got a lot of time, I'm like, maintain your water intake rather than being on a couch, try and do something on your phone while walking around because they're always on the phone. So, yeah, it's just trying to break it down for that person. So it's depending on their, their, their lifestyle, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just the now, well, we were speaking about this in a, uh, one of our sessions today. What I'm going to start doing is um, texting absolutely one of my clients at the moment. Yeah. Um, they're going to be uh, accountable for their goals because we have a lot of booking system so they can book in whenever they want as long as it's certain sessions that they, they want for that week so it's up to them because life happens and Mondays nobody likes a Monday so they want to come in train Tuesday that's completely fine that's their accountability for just that end but then with our nutrition I'm like in the VIP group what did we have for lunch what did we have for dinner so now I'm getting accountable for that and it's really small things because people go and brain everything and think I, was, I thought I was eating too much. 
bit more realise I'm not eating enough. Thing. So it's trying to plant a wee egg in the head and then try and make it grow and grow and grow. And then they start coming up with their own ideas. What if I do this and what if I do that? And I'm like, if that works for you, that's fine. We'll go with it. Try it for two weeks, three weeks, see how it goes. I like it. And then I've learned that and uh, grown from it. We'll change it. We'll see what happens. I think that's really important is reminding people that they can change. Because mm -hmm. some people think, right, I'm going to go vegan or I'm going to be teetotal or whatever. And then they start on that journey and then they realise it's not what they thought it was going to be. It's always that the grass is always greener or if that worked for that person, so it should work for me. Blah, blah, exactly. blah. Try it and listen to your body to see how it responds and it make adaptations as you go so that it is totally tailored, fine-tuned to you, whatever it is. Exactly, exactly. Um, everybody like just sitting beside a friend and they're going, oh, they're doing this in their diet. How am I? I'm doing the same, but I'm not getting the same. I'm, like, I'm not getting the same results. And you're like, everybody else, she's she, and you're you. You know what I mean? It's like you never get the same kind of diet for you that works for that person. It never, it's just trying to, try to niggle away and take out the chunks that don't need to be in there and uh, work with it, you know? Yeah, it's, I think it's a lot of the time the battle that we have when you're working in the health, fitness, wellness, like even trying to work with people that have got chronic conditions and stuff like I now do, you're, you're marketed to all the time, here's the quick fix, here's the magic pill, one size fits all, and it's the same with like when you speak to some doctors and stuff like that, it's like, well, this tablet fixes this problem for most people so you have to be one of those most people and even when you go to school like if you go way back to when you went to school you went into school and you had to learn maths a particular way you had to learn reading a particular way everything you had to do a particular way so you're then conditioned from like four or five depending on what age you were when you started school to think that you have to be molded into something yeah, yeah definitely and then we're trying to unmold them <laughs> fuck no it doesn't work <laughs> and then they keep saying, I bet this isn't working for me, and you're going, it's been two days, give it to <laughs> I've just literally sat down and you've woke up and you're texting and going, I don't feel like I can do this, and you're like, you've moved and give it time. It's like, you ever heard of the chimp paradox? Yeah, yeah. I question the chimp paradox, and, and I break that down to the clients on how the small chimp is always the one that's angry <laughs> and <laughs> wanting to change. Isn't the one to change? With uh, parents, I use a small chimp, and then I change it into a child in the supermarket. Yeah. Try to kind of try to get that that across to the person the best way that they they would see it in their head. I'm a visual person, so I, I don't know if you would see this, but I fling my hands around a lot. Yeah. Trying to do big box small box. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> um, no dancing, never leaving you. <laughs> I know I'm playing with this pen like a madman because I don't know what it is. I'm always. <laughs> So, yeah, um, it's just trying to break that down for that person to kind of visualise it on their terms and how they can, they can progress with that. If they can see it, like a pair of trainers, then, yeah, they'll, they'll be able to understand it more. Yeah, definitely. I think people need... They have such high expectations, and because when you see all these adverts of, I lost all this weight in three seconds, and you're like, no, you never, you're a liar. <laughs> you just say that, see, there's a... There's a it's this product, it's this supplement thing, and it's like, oh, who wants to work? Who wants to be their own boss and go and do this and go and do that? And I've got six people on my Facebook 
poor post is that same post. It's all automated. Obviously, they're just getting a spreadsheet. Like, post this at this time, post that at that time, post this cup of tea with you and this and that. And I'm just like, see, this is this is why the fitness industry is a wee bit of a pain in the ass at times because people are nutrition industry also is a like, I drink this tea and all of a sudden I've lost all this weight and you're like, oh, you kidding me, man? <laughs> yeah, I think I have a feeling that a lot of the was it. Facebook and Instagram or the advertising agency, people have banned these influencers from promoting like the skinny teas and skinny coffees and these fast shakes and stuff like that. That's been recent because I know quite a few people like Jamelia Jamil and Mandy from the Empowered Women Project. Um, they've been like doing a lot of campaigning to try and get these celebrities and in inverted commas to take more responsibility because was one of the Tiwi, was it one of the Tiwi girls that get caught on camera with, with our manager or something like that saying that she would never drink whatever product it was but she was on her social media saying oh I've drunk this and lost all this weight she'd never even tasted it. <laughs> it's madness man and see that, that 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 is so annoying because people are so naive at times because you just see a product and they don't realise what's happened in the background. Yeah. And they go, oh, that's, how, that's how they've done it. And going spend some time with them. Cup of tea. I know. It's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. How have you been anyway? How is your, your side? All good? My side? Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the last 24 hours. I've had four different people all say to me, I just want to sell up, pack up and go away somewhere and start from scratch. And I'm like, I've been thinking about starting a commune, <laughs> a little community somewhere. <laughs> want to come and be my pal? Just let's just pack up, run away and kid on that the world didn't happen. <laughs> You do what do that, do you? Just hide everybody's everybody's in that same boat really and that's why Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 been a, a strange start of the year, I think. A lot of people they had like I had quite a bad twenty nineteen in terms of like emotional stuff and my my health and things like that. So everybody kept going, Oh, twenty twenty is gonna be so much better and I'm like, it's just gonna be one more day on the calendar. Like so mm -hmm. But probably somewhere in the back of my mind, I've been like that in 2020. It's going to be better. It's going to be better. So I've set unrealistic high expectations of how things should be. And I'm really mm -hmm. impatient all the time. So it's like, I'm not there yet. And then I had a conversation with my consultant on Thursday, which is always challenging because they are guided by guidelines and restricted by red tape. And I'm on the other side of that red tape going, but what about this way? And what about that way? And what about this? And what about that? And all we can do is sit and go, we have to go with this medication to try and reduce your inflammation. Like they're really stuck with what they can do. And yeah, I just get really frustrated and irked by that. You want to be quick. <laughs> oh, well, it gives it time to, you just, it's a time. Yeah. 
and I'm very impatient and I always say like this being diagnosed with Crohn's has been like the biggest lesson in patience ever and I can't just go oh fuck it let's just go because it it has I'm not gonna say it doesn't have control over me but it has a certain hold that puts limitations in that if I try and push those limitations it will send me back 10 steps mm-hmm. and it's just like okay that's not worth it so you're going at a sales pace but you want to go what hell yes but that's just me I'm like 400 400 things I'm like you I like to have my finger in lots of different pies and I've kind of run out of fingers <laughs> I'm like there's another pie over there I want to be in that one <laughs> <laughs> let me get my feet in there too so it's like but a part of it shiny object syndrome and it's like ooh 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 and you don't uh, complete you don't complete anything because you're moving on to the next thing and then you right. start that and you do so much of it until you lose interest and then it's on to the next thing the next thing so it's something right. that I'm aware now that I do and I'm trying to rein it in I uh, will at least you're aware of it now <laughs> I had to say, like going out, oh, that's shiny in it, and then just turn it away. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, that's shiny, isn't it? I have to think about it for 24 hours before I'm allowed to take action or make a decision on it. <laughs> but I've got, I've got a lot of people in certain a lot of industries, and they're like, oh, Brennan, how do you do this? I'm like, I already in. Just keep, well, how do you do this? I already in, I'll tell you that, I'll tell you. And then the wife starts moaning at me, and then I'm like, sorry, I need to let that go. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. I know. It's rubbish when you find out that the superhuman that you are isn't as quite as superhuman human as you'd like it to be. Crap. It's not happening. It's not happening. <laughs> no, but you can't, you can't see if you do this and you're going, no, you need to do that. Oh, but see if you do it that way. No, you have to do it this way. I think we most people are just not in- innovative enough for us. I do like, no, just, just, just chill out. No, that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm still hungry. <laughs> I know, I know. It's, yeah, it's, but awareness, and that comes to anything, like, you'll find this with your clients. A lot of them aren't aware of a lot of their habits that they're doing until they have to take a step back and actually analyze and maybe do a food diary or a mo- get their Fitbit or whatever it is on to track their steps and all of a sudden you're like that shit man I've moved 2,000 steps today and that was only at the kitchen to eat. And see when you say that about habits that people go oh but I've done this and done that and it's like I go right what's the first thing you do in the morning? A lot of people tend to go home and get a cup of tea or a cup of coffee. And I'm going, why do you do that? And they're going, I don't know, it's just a routine. And I'm going, right, can I cut that out? Add some water rather than yeah. having a cup of tea. Have a cup of tea after your water, but have a cup of, uh, cup of water first. And uh, they'll be like, right, okay. And they'll try and they'll go, I feel different. And I'm like, you're dehydrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dehydrated and coffee makes you dehydrated again. Then you feel lethargic and then you just want something sweet. And then before you know it, you're snowballed into this routine. Yeah. Start nitpicking foods and sweets and anything like that. So many days, regress, plan ahead into the night before, and go right. This is what I'm going to do in the morning. This is what I'm going to have for lunch. This, that, the next thing. And then it's just changing as you say the habit. Then that inner chimp will go crazy because it's not getting normal routine. How do you quieten your chimp? 
Je ste veľkou. We well, I just went for a half an hour, half an hour core session just to release a wee bit of energy, just to let that chin calm down. Okay. You know, because you know, what I would have been doing, I would have been in away, going, you know, how can I get that 30 minutes from somewhere? Yeah. So that's how I kind of do my, do my thinking. <laughs> do you always find the exercise these days as the best thing for you to quieten your chin? Yeah, I feel as if it's probably one of the best and the endorphins from it, I used to take a lot of pre-workout. The pre-workout is just like a, a caffeinated drink, like a red bull, but it's really, really strong. It makes your heart really something mad and it feels if you've got un- unlimited energy until yeah. you have a crash, it's absolutely horrible. It's like you're just slumped and you want to go to sleep and it's, hot. it's good if you have nothing on that the rest of the day or that evening or whatnot. But see, if you put so much on, if you take it in the morning, then you get so much on. That's horrible. But yeah, so I don't take as much as that anymore. Um, yeah, the exercise, the addition of natural endorphins is actually pretty good. And it's made me driven, so driven to progress, if that makes sense, with less um, of these chemicals in my, in my, in my body. Yeah. So you said, you're saying you don't drink anymore, are you completely teetotal or are you more no. conscious of a drink, more, like a more conscious drinker? More cautious drinker. Um, like last night I had one can of beer. That was just because my brother was up and we were having a wee chat. Um, normally one can of beer because I'm an easy thing to handle my drink. Um, but yeah, I'm just regressing from it because it's more the mental side of it. You don't realise what alcohol plays in your, your mindset. Uh, I'm driven, but when I was drinking alcohol over the weekend, I'd be like, carry on on Monday. But now I'm like, Monday is just another working day to me. I work seven days a week, so I'm driven with working and just progressing with that. Just progressing away from the alcohol side of things. Because I think, like, you, I don't know if you notice this on your Facebook, but every Saturday morning, hangover, never drinking again. Can't believe what I done last night. Negative, negative, negative. And I'm like, what is the point of it then? Like, what is the what is the point of alcohol then? How good and fun and games having a wee catch up with your friends and family and chilling, but when it takes you to the point where you can't stand like Saturday mornings and Monday mornings for work, then what is the point in it? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. People's relationship with drink. So I know I've not drank since twenty fourteen. Um and I know people that are now just now becoming like maybe doing dry January or have started questioning their relationship with alcohol because it's so socially acceptable to just have a drink every single day that there are people that are going oh this I don't know if I do want to do this anymore and then trying to think up good excuses to say to their pals of why they're not drinking and it's like you shouldn't have to justify why you're not taking a drug it's the only drug in the world that that and coffee are the only drugs that are socially acceptable 
but alcohol is the only one that you have to justify why you're not taking it. I think it takes back to that tuna fat days where it's going, take a drink, or oh, he's not taking a drink, take a drink, and you're like, take a drink. So it's just a peer pressure in it. Um, and it's weird because when I go to like, when I go to like parties and whatnot and I have an own alcoholic drink, mm. people are like, why are you drinking that? And I'm going, I don't feel like drinking, but I feel, I want to be social. I don't want to be stoned there with a bottle of water because people just look at you weird. Um, I think you're mad with it anyway. <laughs> with an own alcoholic beer, I have one of them. And what I can't believe is they still charge the same amount of price as an alcoholic beverage. Mm. Um, but yeah, I would rather just do that at times rather than, rather than getting with Yeah, because we can still be sociable without being drunk. Yeah, I don't change. My, my craziness doesn't change when I've got an alcohol in it. Alcohol in it. Just laugh at myself. People just laugh at me, and I think I'm funny. <laughs> oh, it's kind of same same. It's kind of same same. I feel him. Oh no. So, yeah, um, I think uh, alcohol. For me, it's not for me. Um, I'm progressing a lot quicker in the short amount of time that I was that you know the alcohol. Well, not as drinking as much. Um, and then drugs, look, everybody's a sociable with, with drugs and even you not back drugs, they think you're crazy. Like yeah. I wonder, like, are you sure you're okay? And you're like, I don't need that stuff, man. I don't need that stuff. You, you can take it, it's fine, man. See, the more you like, fine, I've got that, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that, I can't handle it, come down after the pre-workout. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad enough, you don't need anything else. I don't so- what have you got your eyes set on for 2020? So, as I mentioned, we've got B-Fit Fuel. So, we're actually trying, I was actually, just before this, we were on phone calls for um, concrete, a large sum. I'm going to be building my own production kitchen. Wow. Yeah, so it'll be a lot cheaper for the long haul. Yeah. So, I've already got uh, my brother, he's a chef, and also a bricklayer. So, two different trades. Different. <laughs> you know, he just done one for a couple of years and he went, that's like, I want to do the kitchen and Louise a bricky. Yeah. So, um, I know a lot of people in the trade, so we were phoning around for that, for the foundations and things like that, getting prices. So, 2020 for Beef at Fuel is production kitchen. Yeah. And we're going to expand. Um, yeah, we're going to expand. We're going to try and go for UK wide, but I'm not sure how that goes. I just need, I just need to kind of feel everywhere and try and get my head around it to see if it's ever over. Uh, with BFIC training, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. We're kind of, well, we're kind of sp- not expanding, this is what I'm looking for, we're growing. Yeah. Uh, I'm not overwhelmed with clients, um, but I've got enough to keep me going, so I'm quite happy with that. Um, and some of the clients, <laughs> as is, this is where me and you know this, too many fingers and too many pies, we're actually because um, you've seen that my clients are wear my BFIT training stuff. Yeah. Um, wear my tops and stuff like that. One of them asked, would, would I ever go into gym gear? So I've actually looked into gym gear, so we're hoping to. So I know. So it's at Evans and in one. So, yeah, I've been looking uh, I've been looking at places, well, online. I've been looking at China for production and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, that may be, may be year 21, uh, 2021, but... We'll see, we'll see how we progress. The, the foods has grown rapidly quick. The, the training side of things, 
grown at a steady pace. Yeah. I don't see why not. I don't see why we can't just expand and get uh, BeFit itself as a, a household name. Yeah, well, Gymshark went, their clothing went nuts in a really short space of time. So it's just, there's no reason. And that boy's only, is like a multi-millionaire and he's only like 25 or 26 or something like that. Um, there's no reason why you can't. Or is that, do you know what I mean? It's just trying to get, if you get that right market and you, they know, if you get that right kind of niche going, you know, just blow the wildfire and it's, um, and every time I get a client in or I'm talking to someone who's into the gym or training or whatnot, I'll ask them questions like, what do you think of these? And, and I'll get I'll get feedback from them yeah. and I'll take them and I'll go, right, this is what I'm doing in my head. So um, I've got someone developing a new logo for apparel and or gym wear. Uh, just I want it to be, I want it to be quirky and I want it to be fun. Um, that'll be for that, that'll be for the end of the year. But with BFIT overall, yeah, we're growing steadily. Amazing. It's exciting to watch. Thank you. Where is the best place for people to find you online? So, online I've got social, uh, social media. Sorry. <laughs> That's what I was aiming for, your social media handles. Sorry, I should have said that. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> Oh my god, why can't we go see that? Right. <laughs> w, 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 dot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. Right, so, um, to get me on social media, uh, you can get me on BeFit Training for Facebook, on Twitter, BeFit Glasgow, and also on Instagram, BeFit Glasgow. Uh, we also have www.bfittraining.co.uk and for the food side of things, even though the website isn't under well, it's about 50% there, it's uh, www.bfitfuel.co.uk. Cool. I'll put links to all of them in the show notes. Is there anything else that you wish to say or share before you sign off? Um, no, just everybody should chip away and just... It's a journey. Try no, try no change too much too quick because you end up regressing and you don't, you don't see, you don't see how far you've came. Everybody, everybody wants to get to A to Z quick as they can, but they don't want to go through the full alphabet and kind of look back to see how far they've came. And that's another thing. You don't see how far they've actually came. Like, look back two years ago, three years ago, how much have you progressed from them as a person, as a business, or anything in general? Um, yeah, always look behind and see how far you've come, then you know you're doing the right thing. Yeah, anytime I see any of your clients put, like when you're tagging up their progression, progression shots, it's like it might only have been six weeks or eight weeks or something, but there's lots of little tiny changes. Maybe their posture's a bit better, maybe they're holding themselves a bit better. There's tiny wee bits shaved off here and there in their body shape that you wouldn't. They might be looking in the mirror going, I don't see any difference, but when you get that side-by-side image. Yeah, that's that's the, the, the I think the visualising visualization one yeah. is um, the best. Um, but yesterday I just I, I put a new VIP group that we're not using scales anymore. We're using a measurement um, just, to, just to see where you're at. And uh, people are getting so demotivated by it. Um, you know what? These are, these are too busy numbers on the scales rather than of how far you've came when you first came you couldn't deadlift 15 kilo now you're deadlifting 65 kilo yeah. but 
because the scales say that you've gained a pound, that's demotivating. Are you crazy? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? You're super strong now. You don't realise how strong you are. And yeah, they always go back to the scales. So we've, we've not using the scales. The only time we're using scales is to do our calculations for calorie intake. That's mm-hmm. the only time. So yeah, um, don't let uh, the scales determine where you're at also. Yeah. Yeah, skills are mental, like that number, because you have an expectation of what it should be, and if it doesn't meet that expectation, it can, within half a second, completely destroy all the hard work that you've done. Exactly, and they're going, but why? And I'm going, no, that doesn't take into consideration your mass, it doesn't take that into consideration, but your measurements are down, your body fat percentage is down, I could wear the clothes, and I'm going, they're broken. <laughs> so it's like you go full circle on the scales and you're going oh and then i do quite a lot of videos and um paragraphs in my group and i'm going this is what happens when you're on the scales this or that and i break it down as easy as i possibly can and then i go i but i've gained a pound i'm going but it just says you know what I mean? So you have to start asking them how heavy was their poo that morning? Because if their poo was not as heavy as the previous morning, then there's their extra pounds. There we go. <laughs> start catching your poo and weighing it. <laughs> that'll put, that'll uh, stop them from going on the scales. <laughs> that just reminds me of my daughter when she was younger. Dada, dada. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a hug? No. <laughs> <laughs> Go wash your hands, don't go wash your hands. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, this has been amazing. Beth, as it's been actually, I really enjoyed it. I thought I'd been a lot more nervous and for the but I'm actually sure your pen has been away now for a good 20 minutes. No, did you notice that? I noticed that the pen went away, and I was like, oh, he's calmed down now. <laughs> I think I'm going to blame the heat this <laughs> Blame anything but yourself. And that chimp in your head. Uh, the chimp's going like that. Remember you need to eat? Because I had a protein shape where we're doing this. You've been waiting yet? You've been waiting? Remember you need to eat? So, yeah. Mm. Uh, Fab. Cool. Okay. Right. Thanks for listening and remember to leave a review and subscribe over on iTunes or SoundCloud and check out what's going on at IamJenWilson.com or head over to Instagram and give us a follow just following Iam.JenWilson.